combat time! Welcome to the first episode of Combat Time, a podcast where three friends just talk about all things Mortal Kombat. I'm one of your hosts, Yasin, and I am joined by... I'm Josh. And I'm Jay. We're basically three friends. We all grew up sort of separately, but at the same time, uh, grew up with Mortal Kombat almost uh, on the same timeline. And we decided to all to get together and talk about it. But we all share a love of uh, fatalities, flaws, victories, and friendship. <laughs> Absolutely. I love killing people and also being their friend. <laughs> Before or after. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, uh, the basic premise of this podcast is that we just kind of want to talk about uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, we have talked about doing the podcast for like two, three years. About. It's been a, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And with, you know, all the hype for the new movie and all that, we, we figured, hey, let's, you know, let's start a pod- let's start our podcast finally. Yeah. Um, and this thing is going to be more of a general Mortal Kombat podcast. We're going to talk about, you know, the games, the movies, the TV shows, everything in between. Yeah, we kind of want to keep it unfocused and just be able to do uh, whatever category we feel like doing at the same time. While at the same time going through the games one by one, but, you know, definitely taking... A detour every now and then to talk about well what's new in Mortal Kombat for example like with a movie coming out which uh, definitely did uh, increase the motivation to do this podcast I think we were just about to do it but I didn't know if I'd have time to be able to do it and then the trailer dropped and I'm like okay we gotta do it we'll also be talking about um, things that we like about Mortal Kombat what motivates us to keep on playing the games like what we love about the characters what we love about the lore and in general, just anything and everything MK that gives us joy that we want to talk about when we want to talk about it. And yeah, it's it's going to be kind of a learning experience for us too, because like I don't know all of the lore, but I'm definitely going to try and learn it during the podcast. Well, I am definitely champion on a lore of at least the 2D games, and I think uh, it might even be fun to do an episode of a refresher on all the lore that happened in the 3D games and then the Netherworld games. Uh, just uh, as a learning experience. But obviously the next uh, episode after this, we'll definitely be talking about the new movie, and then probably after that we'll be right around when the movie releases, and we'll definitely be doing our own little personal reviews on that. But for right now, uh, we are planning on basically introducing ourselves and then talking about how each of us individually uh, came to uh, be familiar with Mortal Kombat. Our Mortal Kombat journey, you could say. Our intro into this wonderful world of uh, fatalities, flaws, victories, and friendship. Is that going to be your thing? I like it. (laughs) For this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, who wants to start? Who wants to start talking about how they got into Mortal Kombat? Oh boy, should we Rochambeau for it? (laughs) How do we Rochambeau on the I don't know. Well, I tell you uh, what, I'll go. I will go ahead and be the guinea pig of this. I'll start because uh, okay. my journey is pretty is is pretty straightforward. And I actually so, don't know your journey, Jason. Well, well, the whole world will know pretty much right now. So back in the day of my young ten year old self, um, in the wonderful uh, year of nineteen ninety two, 
Um, I uh, first got introduced into Mortal Kombat, like most, because of the ads. I was a big, huge Sega Genesis kid. Um, and the the controversy at the time was that Mortal Kombat was the bloody, violent video game that it was known for at the time. I was always into fighting games as a kid, and this was sort of the new kid on the block. I'd played Street, uh, Street Fighter 2, and I decided to give Mortal Kombat a try. And so I rented it from my local Blockbuster. Yay, Blockbuster. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, rest in peace, RIP. And instantly the first character that I chose because my favorite color is blue is Sub-Zero, which seems to be a thing for most people. You either chose Scorpion or Sub-Zero as your first default character because reasons, I guess. Seem to be inviting that. Are you team yellow or team blue? Exactly. Like, are you team (laughs) blue or team yellow? But there's two things Sub-Zero brought to the table that I loved. His color was blue, my favorite color, and... His power was ice, and I love the cold. So this was just an almost no-brainer. <laughs> wow, yeah, um, I never really thought about that. Sub-Zero yeah. should be your main now. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so I played as him first, and instantly I loved him because while everybody is doing sweeps and uppercuts, a.k.a. the fighting technique in Mortal Kombat, I was able to freeze them and stop them and then uppercut them back. So it was like my pace of fighting game and in fact i'll even say that the first time i ever beat mortal kombat was with sub-zero for basically doing three moves freeze uppercut and sweeps that's literally all you had to do in the first game most times Ah, that's Um, the beauty of the early games exactly (laughs) uh but you know as both josh and yasin know uh sub-zero was basically my first crush he was sort of like you know your first like your first girlfriend in high school or your first real stab real at a relationship with a character. Yes. <laughs> and, and, but you know, of course I decided to, you know, explore the roster and I moved on to, let's just say greener pastures. And I found the love of my life who is still the love of my life in Mortal Kombat. And that is one Johnny Cage, because <sighs> when I saw someone play him and I was beaten by this person, um, he did two things that, you know, basically stood out to me and made me fall in love instantly. He had a shadow kick, which was, in my opinion, a really cool move at the time. Like, 10-year-old me was just in awe of a basically sliding kick to the face. And then second, he did the glorious nut punch, which apparently made, made every single character, gave him this goofy face, and it did damage. And the fact that well, I couldn't at the time as a kid contemplate the idea that you could do a nut punch by doing a split. Like if you could do a split, <laughs> you would be at the right length to literally hit someone in the nuts. And that to me was a wondrous revelation. Like as a kid, all my kid toilet humor jokes were verified and justified. So I immediately switched to Johnny Cage and tried to learn him and realized that Johnny Cage is not good in Mortal Kombat 1. I tried so hard to play him. <laughs> and, and, and the struggle was real, let me tell you. It's just I couldn't compete with, like, with Scorpion, with Raiden, or even Kano. <laughs> so I had to, but I still tried to play this man. I played him in Mortal Kombat 2 as best as I could uh, and didn't really get too far, but that love was still there. Ultimately, if I wanted to win, though, in any Mortal Kombat game, I would have to switch to another character like Sub-Zero. I found a love for Sonya at one point uh, because she has a like that a freaking cartwheel kick. kick. Yeah, that scissor kick, which is really, really good. Um, and eventually, after Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate, uh, I stopped playing the games, like you know, kind of like a lot of people as well. I stopped playing when they do, when I think they made that's the transition be all to three D. Stories is like, yeah, we just gave up after that, yeah. the three D. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, for a while. Like, like, like. I think all of us collectively will call that the Dark Ages for us because none of us played it for a while after that. But fast forward to Mortal Kombat 9, I got back into it. My boy Johnny was good again, and I played him religiously, uh, and I had a blast doing it. He felt more balanced, more robust. In Mortal Kombat 10, he was... And arguably, in my opinion, the best character in the whole game from a dialogue perspective, because man, those lines were just funny. And so I played him in 10, and I'm playing him in 11, but he progressively, in my opinion, gets a little harder to be good at from like 9, 10 to 11 at this point. But uh, to kind of conclude my journey, uh, this has always been for me like my character and a franchise I love and hold dear. I, of course, love the 95 movie with. My boy, Lyndon Ashby, you know, playing Johnny Cage <laughs> to the best of his ability. It's the only Johnny and Cage I like. I know, right? <laughs> I know. And he beat Scorpion, too, which is Fuck oh, you. so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, I like, but, I, like, I like new Johnny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but for me, that is my journey up to this point so far. And I am looking for more journeys in future games where hopefully my boy Johnny will still be around. Hope not. Well, thank God in MK11, he sort of takes a back seat and Liu Kang's the hero again. So, you know, maybe they were doing that to make up for him being the, the all yeah. of a sudden God killer hero yeah. in 10. I laughed so hard when Johnny got random God killing powers in 10. I'm like, wow, John, they just like OP Johnny for no reason. Like Johnny can beat Shinnok, like no problem. And Cassie. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, and Cassie and his daughter. It's like, <laughs> okay, I guess Johnny's the main character now because they just made him the chosen one at this point. But I just thought it was just hilarious. <laughs> so Then in 10, uh, 11, which I'm uh, playing through currently right now, I was like, Wait, where, what happened to Johnny? Because I'd play a chapter and then kind of like, you know, not play the game for a few days to a week and then pick it up again. I'm like, where, where the hell Johnny go? And I had to like go back and look again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he did this and this and that. He really took a back seat. Thank God. Yeah. But he also had like a really good role in Eleven, I think. As someone like yeah. being the He's... more mature one. I love I the whole thing with him twisting his younger self's ear and going to teach him a thing or two <laughs> yeah like like it's it's kind of funny like when you think about johnny cage because he's obviously like the comic relief he's based off jog claw van damme and he has like sort of this actiony hollywood fighting style that's meant to be more of a joke than anything but in 10 and 11 he becomes like dare i say the moral compass of the game well, he like, takes on responsibility looking... you know he joins yeah. the special forces and he's like okay i'm an earth defender now yeah, like he's clearly the protagonist that you unequivocally want to root for. And the fact that he's also comic relief is like a merging of two stereotypical characters in any franchise in one. And the fact that they did that to him, you know, like in a way, it sort of made me feel so proud as a fan of Johnny Cage. But even, but even I admit that like to me, Mortal Kombat has always, in my opinion, belonged to Liu Kang. Like, he's always been the main character. He yeah. Like, he won the first tournament. Um, he was the main character in the movie. Like, I kind of feel like that that has, should have always been the key. So it should have been Liu Kang's journey. And starting with Nine, you know, uh, like, he got sidetracked. And Johnny almost, like, basically had to take up the mantle. And, no, I, I mean, sure. He must win. <laughs> yeah, I As guess Raiden so. As tells himself. I mean, it comes back yeah. in 11, though. He comes back in 11 in the most OP way. He's a fucking god, which is kind yeah. of awesome. Um, yeah. Never mind that, like, the, the Liu Kang, especially in the Netherworld games, kind of a boring character. I mean, he's just too perfect and too good. Like, 
uh, Robin Shu was the best person to portray him, just partly because they wrote him to be a little different than he was portrayed in the games, to give him a little bit more... I want you to realize, though, Josh, that, in fact, there were actually two characters that played Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movie. It was Robin Sho, and then there was Robin Sho's hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, he had a stunt double, or are you going to talk about uh, the Tokyo Drift dude that played him in Legacy, which I actually like that portrayal, too, because it was bad. Dude, his, d- dude his, his delicious hair is a stunt double. It really is. <laughs> so, yeah. that, that'd be an episode he, of this podcast all itself, the evolution of Liu Kang's hair. Because yes, uh, canon in games, he's just a Bruce Lee clone, and he has kind of short hair. And the movie just gave him long hair, but it wasn't unprecedented because the comics, before the movie ever came out, gave him long hair. I but guess it was also the 90s, him... so everybody kind of had long mullet hair back then. Huh? I said it was Every... the 90s, so everybody had like mullet. I guess long, that's it. But like, I don't know what drove like the comic artists to decide to give Liu Kang long hair for the comics. But I guess they decided to go with it, you know, when they made the movie. They're like, no, he looks better. Let's set him apart from being, like, Fei Long, Bruce Lee bullshit. It, it's it's actually kind of funny because, like, there's so many trend-setting things that the that the 95 movie added into the lore that is just, at this point, it's so canon now. You couldn't see Mortal Kombat without, like, without it. Like, if Liu Kang cut his hair, I, I'd honestly argue, I don't think that's Liu Kang. It's, it's got to be some evil doppelganger or something. Yeah. Just because, like, that's, that doesn't feel... It's like it's like Kano, and Kano's not Aussie. And you're just like, wait, what? No, this is not how this is supposed to be. But Kano originally was never Aussie. The movie established that, and it just stuck. That's why that movie <laughs> so, is so goddamn powerful. Which, funny thing about uh, Kano being Aussie, um, I think you all know, I believe his name is Trevor Goddard. Uh, the guy who played Kano in the 95 movie is actually British. And... His, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, his shtick was just pretending to be Australian for roles. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> like, he was even, like, in a Hoover vacuum commercial where he played, like, a, a Aussie that busted into some woman's house and cleans up, and then a kangaroo hops through. It was so stupid. I've I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see that commercial thinking to myself, wow, it that's It was post-MK, too. Yeah, it was Kano literally <laughs> really? busting some woman's house and cleans it for her. But uh, <laughs> if you really, like, to, to the discerning ear... He doesn't really do a good Australian accent because it's still kind of limey British. Uh, you can really tell it like, you know, what's that? Simpler like underground. Um, and oh, like, yeah. like the I know. he fooled the directors and the writers. And like just from then on out, he knows Australian to the point there when they start using a real Australian accent, like in the Netherworld games. And now the dude that's Netherrealm. playing Kano in the new. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that. I always say Netherworld. <laughs> best haunted house in atlanta if you ever go if you ever come to georgia go to fucking netherworld anyway uh, <laughs> uh in uh the fucking the new movie the actor is actually australian so this is a legit australian accent and anytime i hear it it sounds weird because i'm not used to hearing it's real because it's a real australian accent and not like the made-up one so it's like i almost if i made a mortal Kombat movie i'd want to retcon kano again and make him like british underworld but you know. yeah i think no, but uh, the 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 actor who's playing him now is in the movie. The new movie is like a big comedian in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I've I've seen a few reactions from people, and the few that I've seen who are like actually Australian, they're like, "Oh, he's like a big like comedian in Australia." Makes sense since he's going to be kind of the comic relief. But I will say, how did how did how did how did he how did the original actor fool the director when the director is also British, right? The yeah. The, 
Paul Anderson's British. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and I'm going off of, you know, just memory and shit I read, but, like, I don't think they, I don't know if they legit thought he was Australian or they were just fully convinced by his Australian portrayal. Right. Or, like, the, the film, the, the makers of the games later that just decided Kano's Australian now when... If anyone knows what Australian sounds like, they know that that's not a convincing accent. <laughs> but but still, though, Josh, now that you mention it, now the only thing... I can't get this out of my head now. Now I'm picturing Kano in that same angle right when he enters into the movie, like when he enters the movie, uh, when he enters like the ring with Sonya for the first time, and it shows him from that sort of low camera angle, mm-hmm. and he's like all looming over it. Now I'm picturing just walking through a wall with no effort and then saying hello baby i'm here to clean your room <laughs> with the freaking hoover like like with the freaking hoover commercial i can't get that out of my <laughs> head now like I'm that's all back like excellent and then he <laughs> yes. does like an air somersault through the- <laughs> yep yep and after the room is clean you know here's shang sun saying flawless victory flawless and it's just victory. like it sounds that actually sounds like the best Hoover commercial ever. Like I would go out and buy a Hoover vacuum right now if I could see that commercial. Like that would that is like absolute like a tier like S tier marketing. Oh, the product right placement there. opportunities that were missed back in 1995. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, I guess going from that since since we're rattling off, uh, I'll go ahead and jump into my journey if that's okay, you see. Yeah. Um and I'll preface it by saying that uh, I'm a Nintendo bro. I grew up always uh, having Nintendo systems, and I was going to uh, maybe ask, like, yeah, I know you're a Genesis dude, uh, so I was going to maybe ask, like, what our, our alignments were. Jay, I don't know, what the hell did you grow up with? Did you have a Nintendo, Genesis, both? I had um, I had an I had an NES back in the day, but it was really uh, my brother's, and I kind of, like, stole it from him for the most part. Um but I really only played like three games on it, which was Mario Brothers and I guess Duck Hunt, since that came as a package back then. Um, the original Le- Legend of Zelda, which Josh, as you know, I did beat that game and I hate that game. Dude, I'm a I Zelda fan and I never anyway. beat that game. So. <laughs> uh, I, I beat, I, yeah, well, that was that was pain and suffering for a long time. And then RBI Baseball, because my brother was a huge baseball nut. So we played RBI Baseball and that was really only three games. But after I got the Genesis, all bets were off because I like, I, like I'm a Sonic fanatic at heart because of that. Mm freaking yeah. sonic people um, i have the same i have the same thing as jay where I, I had an nes when i was really young but i only had like three or four games and it wasn't until i got the sega genesis where i became like a real quote-unquote gamer where i just started getting a bunch of games see i never had an nes my first one was a game boy which like in 1989 or 1990 i got it and then like i played the nes like before that like at my cousin's houses and stuff like that so i played mario and like later on, I played Sonic at like another cousin's house and stuff. And but like my first quote unquote full system was a Super Nintendo. Uh, but like Jay, like so your World Combat, like the first time you played it was what on a Genesis or like in the arcades? Yeah, the it was. Um, it was on. It was on the Genesis. But at the time, I mean, I kind of switched back and forth. The very first time was the Genesis. But once I got into it in the Genesis. You know, back then, malls still had arcade machines if mm. you knew where to find them, even in rural South Carolina where I grew up. You never, you, so, you never grew up having, like, a full-fledged arcade? No. Not, oh, not in rural South Carolina. Like, dude, all I have to say is rural South Carolina in the early 90s. That was I not a place you wanted to be. I near State College, Pennsylvania, and that'll be part of my story is about when Mortal Kombat 3 came out, I was playing that shit in the arcades, and that was fun. 
But uh, but I did but I did play Mortal Kombat one in arcade a couple of times. But I, honestly, I played Mortal Kombat two significantly more in the arcade because I was a little bit older and I just like and I was able to drive at that point in time because I was like fifteen or sixteen the at the fu- time. I didn't so. drive till I was like twenty. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get I didn't get my license until I was eighteen. I literally be waiting in someone's car at college and someone came out and said, "Could you drive me to the the fucking parking lot?" And I'm like. No, dude. I'm, I'm no. He's like, what? Well, I'm like, this isn't my car. And he's like, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't got a license either. And he's like, yeah, but I'm like, I don't want to fucking wreck my friend's car. And he's like, I start, fuck you, I, man. I start. I started early. Like my dad was teaching me this stuff, like at 14, prepping me because he wanted to buy me a car at 15 because he wanted me to not be in the house. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I learned how to drive when I was 16, but damn. I didn't get a. I didn't get my car until I was 19. Everything in my life is fucking delayed. I didn't even learn to start driving until I was like 18. You didn't uh, do the driver's ed thing? No. We we had a driver's ed class in my high school before I moved. Uh, but it was literally, we didn't get to get behind a car. It was just like on paper. Oh, we did the whole thing. We went from uh, doing the fake driving with like the the <clears throat> old washing machines that had like a steering wheel on it. Oh. <laughs> and, then we, and, then we, and then we went and got into... Like the, 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 what do you call it? The back lot or whatever. The parking yeah. lot. And they would first teach us on these old beat up like 70s and 80s, like those big tank cars, like those old like Cadillacs and stuff. So we would do that. And then once we got to a certain level, then you, then we'd get into like the newer, car, newer ish cars. And I think my final exam for that was in a, back then it was a 2004 Taurus, but it was like a brand new one. 2004. 2002. I mean, 2000, no, 2004 Focus. Oh, okay. I thought you said 2004. Okay. I was like, oh, no. Four Taurus, yeah. Timelines. No, no. 2000, the year 2000. But it was like the newest one. And then they wanted me to go like on the highway with it. I'm like, you should uh, go on the highway with this Oh, uh, fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, final, my final exam for that class was on the highway. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I had to do it twice. A high school kid <laughs> in the highway. That's terrifying. I almost got hit by a semi on that one. Jeez. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Your, your, your I almost would have like had that if I had not moved probably. But anyways, mm. yeah. So I, I, I preface asking about our, our uh, console alignments because as a Nintendo bro or Nintendo toddler, Nintendo drone, whatever you call it, uh, and my childhood is mainly because, well, my first system my parents bought me was a Super Nintendo. And, you know, you know, growing up like lower middle class, it's like you have one system. You don't get to have a PlayStation mm-hmm. and a Super Nintendo and a this and that. So. Yeah, and then brand loyalty followed after that to present day, uh, stubbornly. But that's probably because I don't play a million games. I just want hey my new Zelda and my new Resident Evil or whatever. I'm happy. Um, so at the time, uh, the way I first discovered it though was I was in school, and I guess it was a third grade, and some kids had a Game Gear uh, in there, and they were playing Mortal Kombat. And I'm, like, looking over the shoulder oh, and all that and just, like, in love instantly. Like, oh, this is cool and stuff like that. And I think, like, in the Game Gear version, the only stage was Goro's Lair. Uh, but looking over someone's shoulder and not being able to tell, like, I thought, like, the gist of it was, like, it was a street brawler type game because I saw the bricks and I thought it was, like, a street alley or something like that. And it didn't help, like, the character they were playing was Johnny Cage with the sunglasses and shorts. So I thought it was, like... Streets of Rage or something like that. But, you know, then then there's a ninja. And I'm like, oh, what's this guy's scorpion? He looks cool and stuff like that. And, like, you know, I get to, like, 
hop in and, and play a little bit. I'm like, this game's cool. And my first character actually was Johnny Cage, just because, like, he's the most identifiable looking. You know, he's a normal dude. He's not a ninja or a god or whatever. And I enjoyed playing as him. But then, like, Scorpion, uh, even though yellow is not my favorite color, I much prefer blue, um, like Jay. And he throws that spear, and he says, get over here. I'm like, okay, he's cool. So Scorpion became my main forever. And so, yeah, we just play in, uh, like, middle of the freaking classroom of some kid's Game Gear. And I guess at some point I acquired the game for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I didn't buy it. A lot of the games I played when I was a kid, I rented. There was, like, a local uh, IGA grocery store. Uh, that had a video section and they had a video game section and I was constantly there renting games like I was a presence there like all the time probably pissing <laughs> off the employees because I remember like showing up right before they were closing because I wanted to get Earthworm Jim and they're like sorry we're already closed I'm like I just want to fucking get here and get let me in let me in Carol and she's like okay fucking fine and like let me in and come get Earthworm Jim so that's how I like I never owned Mortal Kombat. I just played the first one, and I didn't care that there was just sweat instead of blood. Uh, I don't right. even remember fully if the Game Gear version was censored or not, because I know the Genesis version starts out censored, but you have to enter the blood code to be able to do the, the blood and the fatalities. Uh, so I don't remember if I saw any of that in the Game Gear version. I just So I didn't care. I was just like, hey, I get to play Scorpion and all the cool fatalities and Johnny Cage... His fatality for the Super Nintendo version is he just shadow kicks you and his foot disappears into your chest. And it's just like, it's still cool. They even, like Raiden's fatality is actually cooler than what it is in the arcade version. Because he turns you into like a little pile of dust with bones on top. And Sub-Zero mm, gets yeah. his pre-shatter thing, which became iconic. Where in the original he just rips your spine out. Um, so I didn't mind. Uh, but I played the shit out of that. And then one day I walk into the IGA... And this is before the internet, but I think I still had, like, I might have been reading GamePro and EGM at that point and knew Mortal Kombat 2 was a thing. Oh, yeah, I actually remember having, I almost brought it with me uh, from my old place, is a, a Flux magazine, which is this real fucking cringy teen magazine that is super <laughs> edgy back in the day that talks about, you know, heavy metal and comic books and shit like that. And, of course, they had a little thing about like Mortal Kombat 2 I remember looking at that and seeing like who these new characters were I'm like oh cool and then just one day I was at the IGA and I look and I see a Mortal Kombat like cover sitting there but it has the very distinct Romo numeral 2 there and I'm like oh that's fucking Mortal Kombat 2 holy shit and like so I took that home and play the shit out of it happy now that it was like Nintendo got over their thing and it was full of blood and guts and it was awesome, and I think I, yeah, at that point, I became a Mortal Kombat nut, and for me, it was also about the lore, because you go in, and you get all the character intros that, you know, give this detailed backstory and all that. I think around that time, too, the pizza joint I used to hang out uh, at was this pizza joint in uh, central Pennsylvania called Brothers Pizza. They always had, like, two to four arcade machines there, and they had MK1. So I got to go there and stare at like the intro screen talking about the legend of Shang Tsung and Goro taking over the Mortal Kombat tournament. I'm like, oh, just staring at it. Did they also have Space Invaders, Josh? No, they had they had uh, Mortal Kombat 1. They had Virtua Fighter. That's also where I played uh, Revolution X for the first time, if any of y'all remember that. Wow. Game. Yeah, I love Revolution <laughs> Yeah, I remember that game. That's, that, that's what made me into Aerosmith. 
as a kid. <laughs> it wasn't hearing them on the radio. It was hearing them while I was shooting up like dudes on a screen. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. band's cool. Because uh, I think like every single pizza parlor, laundromat, gas station, whatever, like they, they, if they didn't have anything else, they had Space Invaders and Miss Pac-Man. Like the, for whatever reason. There was a, like there was that, a rival pizza shop that was owned by uh, some friends of my family that I didn't like as much because their pizza kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> they had a really big video rental space in there too. And they were a lot bigger than Brothers Pizza, but they had Donkey Kong and Pac-Man in the back. But this Brothers Pizza place, they only had like enough space for like two to four arcade cabinets, and they just only had new shit. So yeah, they had Mortal Kombat. So I played a little bit of it there, and it was around yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat three was starting to come out, and that's about when the movie was coming out. And I remember like being fucking psyched for the movie and watching the the making of special on TNT. I even have it still recorded on tape somewhere. Mm. Uh, and just getting hype, and that's when I like started going to arcades and playing, actually getting to play like MK3, and uh, like playing against fucking Gen Xers like older than me who get pissed <laughs> and like slap the cabinet when they lose and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and playing that and Primal Rage and like getting into like the arcade culture of like the the fuck the mystery when they when Ultimate MK3 comes out and they have you know Rain and Air Mac. And it's just like, ooh, who are they? And stuff like that. And and really getting into it and talking about it with these like Gen X fucks about like who's this rain guy and all that and just really getting into it. And uh Yeah. So that's about my Mortal Kombat journey. When four came out, I did rent it a little bit for the N sixty four. And I liked four. And then after that, yeah, it's like I didn't give a sh I was going through college and then my early adult life to not really give a shit about the ps2 era games except several years after it came out i think i finally did get deadly alliance on the gamecube uh before that i actually had rented deception um like before i got real heavy into college and i remember just playing around of it and being entertained by it and then like yeah years later i did buy deadly alliance it was actually quote unquote training in it because they have like the the training segments and it plays entirely differently than the old games and like every character is completely different. And I kind of give them credit for like trying something new right. and I was kind of get into it. I kind of liked Deadly Alliance. Uh, but then like I never replayed deception and I never got to play Armageddon cause I don't even think that's on GameCube. It might be on Wii. No, it's a, it's only on PS2 and Xbox. It's yeah, on so, Wii as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's on Wii, which I owned a Wii for all of like a month before I realized I'm not really into the Wii. And, uh, and then, yeah, then I didn't really rediscover Mortal Kombat until, like, I was hanging out at Jay's apartment, and we saw, like, a preview thing for Mortal Kombat 9, and it was, like, going back to the roots, and I'm like, oh, you know, so then, yeah, so then, the next five years is Jay kicking my ass in, in Nether Realm, not World Mortal Kombat with, games. Hey. With, with Johnny, by the way. Hey, with Johnny. Why only Jay? I guess you and I are more equally. You and I are more equally matched, but you're still a little better than me. But Jay's the, Jay's the only one that frustrates me. He frustrates me too. I'm not an experienced fighter game player, and Jay is, and Jay zones the fuck out of me, and I get except pissed when off. he plays Mortal Kombat 2. Oh yeah, I can that's... get him on that. Yeah, because Mortal Kombat 2 is actually more of a well-balanced game, believe it or not, um, in terms of... like actually like Is like that what it is, or is it just because you can't do corner, corners and juggles and shit like that? Well, no, well, I mean, I mean that's part of it. Like, no real fighting you could back then. That's what pisses me off about you, Johnny, at least in 10. 
and nine. Well, I mean, I mean, like in nine, ten. I, I, I honestly, I can't tell with eleven yet, but with nine and ten, that is Johnny's thing. Like he gets you in the corner, and then he juggles you. That's a legit fighting game strategy for certain characters. This happens in pretty much all of them, like in Street Fighter and KOF, and you know, like even in Soul Calibur, it's actually kind of like a strategy depending on who you're playing. Um, but uh, but yeah, like uh, in uh, uh, in Mortal Kombat two, that strategy doesn't exist. So but, but so that's why in two, I can't do those strategies. I have to play Johnny differently. You can still to other zone games. with him because he's got his working yeah. fireballs yeah. and shit. Yeah, if you know if you know how to do his uh, um, his shadow uppercut, his shadow kick, and then you can uh, time his fireballs correctly, you can totally zone with Johnny. But good luck when your character has a freaking teleport. <laughs> <laughs> Which now modern Mortal Kombat, nearly every character has a teleport. Kinda. Nearly, maybe half the roster. Sonya and Jax don't have teleports, but yeah, my my rule in Mortal Kombat is, is that I will play many characters, but none of them will have a teleport. Which that's is funny, my, like, like my, little, most of my mains my do. Because like in nine, my mains are Scorpion, Melina, and Cyrax, and guess what? All three of them have a teleport. Yeah, most of mine. Well, most of mine have a teleport except for Liu Kang and Jackie. Yeah, but of course, but Kung, like Lao. Kung Lao, obviously, and uh, Takeda when he was in. I was about to say, what was your other main besides Jackie and Kung Lao? And then I forgot you played Takeda, and I never played Takeda, so I didn't realize he had a teleport. Yeah, Takeda, and, and I think in 10, I was starting to get good with uh, Boraicho. Does he have a teleport? No, he doesn't. Okay, I was going to say. It's too but that was my other one that I was getting main on. Uh, should I Should I go Yeah, go into my it. My dinner? story's pretty much done. Probably cool. things I yeah. left off, but uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I will say my first fighting game that I ever played was actually Street Fighter. I played Street Fighter 2 at a friend's house when I lived in uh, Seattle back in the day. That was the first time I ever saw a, a fighting game. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Uh, but I didn't have a Sega at that time. I had an NES. Uh, it wasn't until a few a couple years later. Actually, maybe like a year or so later, I got a Sega. I don't know how... I heard of Mortal Kombat. The only, the earliest thing that I remember is one morning walking to school. Like my mom walked us to school because the bus stop was like pretty far away. She would walk with me and my brother to school. For some reason, I was talking to her about Mortal Kombat, and I think it was on news or something like that because of the violence. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her about the the violence and you know heads getting ripped off stuff like that. I don't know where I saw it or where I heard about it. I don't know if it was on the news uh, report or if it was at school. I wasn't. E I wasn't even arguing that I should get it. I was just talking about it. <laughs> That's how like big the controversy was. I guess was that I just ended up talking about it. And I don't know why. <laughs> and that's the first time I remember even talking about Mortal Kombat. But it wasn't until a couple of years later when I was in like. I'd say fourth or fifth grade when uh, I think it was just before the movie came out, just before MK3 came out, I got MK2. And that's the first Mortal Kombat game I played was two. Uh, we, my, I, my dad bought it for us on the Sega and I was obsessed with that game. I played that so much and it's still one of my favorite versions of Mortal Kombat. And me and my brother play that constantly. That's probably why I can beat the crap out of Jay and mk2 probably <laughs> um i didn't play one until a little bit later there was like a, a 
I don't know, Jay, Jay, you probably remember this. There was like those like three packs games that had did they yeah. have on Sega. Yeah, like uh, probably the most famous one is um, is Sonic Three and Knuckles. That was always a big, huge, like uh, big thing where you could like combine both games no, together no, no, no. and pop. I mean, I, I get that one, but it was like the ones where it had like three games in one, where it's like uh, oh yeah, like yeah. Golden Axe, uh, Hank, Super Hang On, and something else. I didn't know they did mm-hmm. that shit. Must have been the Genesis thing. They did have that for Mortal Kombat Three. Like I think it was like Three Ultimate or something with all the characters ever, like including. What I think, like I think, like once you actually got to the end zone of it, like they even had Johnny in Mortal Kombat Three, and he that was wasn't uh, in MK Trilogy originally. Yeah, yeah, MK Trilogy. No, but this yeah, one, trilogy. no, but this one was like this was like those like three packs where it's just like you're talking about like how they do the DVDs nowadays of like you know three five action movies and one DVD. Right. It was like that, but it was like Sega games, and it was in one cartridge, and it was Mortal Kombat One and two other games that had no relation to Mortal Kombat at all. And I think I borrowed that from my downstairs neighbor, and that's how I played Mortal Kombat One. Which mm-hmm. I was after playing Mortal Kombat Two, I'm like, man, this is like rough. <laughs> this is like it's so slow, yeah. and they don't have as many moves and as many characters. Um, but yeah, MK Two was my favorite one back then, and I I was like Jay, I gravitated towards Sub Zero at first, uh, but then you know at some point you start trying all the characters, and then I found Kung Lao, and the rest is history. I have never like that is my main main. Kung Lao is the best. I can't wait to see him in the movie. But yeah, I, I played MK two a lot, and never really played MK three outside of at like friends' houses. The next one I bought or I got was uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, and that one was like I was I remember that being the most expensive game I bought at that time because it was like seventy bucks. What the hell? Yeah, on Genesis. Was, mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it was. And I was surprised my dad got it for me. <laughs> we begged him for it. Your, your um, dad's been a good dad because uh, he he, dra- he took you to the theaters to see Annihilation, did he not? Yes, he did. Because yeah, because yeah, uh, at the time, uh, good man. I didn't. I was unfortunate. I didn't get to catch the first movie in theaters. Yeah, I guess it's uh, something we all skipped. Is like how we saw the first movie. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, for me, for me, um, this is like at the height of my you know Mortal Kombat craze, where I I'm playing Mortal Kombat two all the time. Me and my friends are coming over. They're playing Mortal Kombat with us. And somehow I missed that Mortal Kombat, the movie, was a thing. Somehow. Man, how, I man? Knew, I, dude, Every I was, eight-year-old I mean, I knew about that shit. <laughs> I Pretty much. Dude, I don't know how, what happened. I knew the, the second it was announced that, you know, the Power Rangers movie was coming out, I knew that immediately. But when it came to Mortal Kombat, didn't know. Man. So it wasn't until it came out on video, on, on VHS, where my friend got it. And then we all went to his house. We watched it. It was like six of us there. And we watched the movie, mind blown. I was like, oh my God, this is there's an act, this is a thing? And we watched it. We we're all obsessed with it. As soon as the credits rolled, we all started fighting each other. <laughs> no, first what we did was like, oh man, we got to get like, we got to get like buff like those guys. So we started doing like push-ups. Oh my and God. Stuff. And then, then like... <laughs> Adolescent well, testosterone starts going, and then we just started kicking each other. <laughs> Answering the question about whether the franchise does cause violence amongst youth. <laughs> it definitely did. Well, also, but at the same time, you can argue that the franchise also caused, like, you know, healthier habits. I was thinking about that, yeah. push-ups. So I'm like, We skipped the training. We just went straight to kicking each other in the face. It reminds me when I was watching, like, the VHS of Terminator 2, and there's a little health uh, PSA at the beginning. Fitness is feeling great and arnold points at you and is like if you're still not convinced 
I'll be back. Just telling you to, you know, do exercise for 30 minutes a day. And I'm here sitting, eating a hoagie. And I'm like, thanks, Arnold. <laughs> I'll be like you one day. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, but now, but now I, I really have no idea how you could have missed that. Because, like, like back in the day, like, still to this day, I remember this pretty clearly. When... Back then, when they did the ads for Mortal Kombat, all they had to say was Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. And, and then just that right there was enough because we all agree, I think everybody universally agrees, that soundtrack was lit. And it's still lit to like, you know, to this day. And that sold people to get into the theater. And I was, and, and like, and I remember the day. Like, I remember exactly the day that I went and saw that movie in theater and how much I loved it as soon as I walked out. And I'm sitting here like, because, you know, by that time, I had been playing Mortal Kombat 2. I had already established my love for Johnny. And then Johnny gets to beat Scorpion, which was, Fuck you know, my, like, <laughs> which was like my, which is my absolute favorite thing in the world at the time. And I remember walking away from that thinking, like, that was heavenly. Like, it was, you know, it was like eating. It was like waking up every morning. You also got to bowl beat Goro. That's got to that's gotta yes. really make your chest he got to nut he he also got to nut punch goro but it's just the fact that like there was no greater feeling as 13 year old me at the time uh got to wake up eat a cereal watch cartoons on fox kids in the morning and then after that go and see mortal kombat later in the afternoon and then come back and then i get to eat dinner i mean like just there's no better time in life like you know like during that time yeah. It, it was it was incredibly comfy, and I and I will always hold Mortal Kombat in high regard from a nostalgia standpoint of just like wow that was a that like in my life that was a fantastic day like everything was satisfied there was no disappointment at all that day. It's it's weird like I must have maybe heard of it, but I I have no recollection of any ads or any like you know. Magazine, any ads in magazines, any TV ads, nothing. Well, maybe it's just like, you're, like you're more focused on like stuff like Power Rangers at the time, and like you probably you like Mortal Kombat the game, but like you weren't fully aware. Or, I don't yeah, know. that's the thing. I was, I guess, I wasn't until the movie, because like, yeah, I got blindsided by the first movie, and it, after I watched it, I was like, this is amazing. And then we, I just started playing it more. Got MK Ultimate MK3. I played a trilogy at a friend's house. I even rented uh, the Sub Zero Mythologies game. Shit, yeah, I did and too. that was terrible. Which uh, uh, um, uh, trilogy? Did you play that at a friend's house on uh, PlayStation or N sixty four? N sixty four. Okay, because like N sixty four, when I first bought it, you know, all about Mario sixty four. I literally go to Sears. Boy, that's a blast from the past, right, Sears? <laughs> and like, you know, my dad saying like, I didn't come here for you to be fucking playing video games because I gravitate <laughs> towards like the kiosk. But literally, the first game I bought when I got my N sixty four was Mortal Kombat trilogy. Wow! To the point, my mom was even like, "You got that?" She's like, <laughs> "You don't want to get like Mario? It looks way yeah. more impressive." And I'm like, "I don't know. I want Mortal Kombat." And I since sold it because it's not a good, yeah, not a good uh, version of the game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was the first time I ever, even though I had Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, I didn't really wait. Did Ultimate Mortal Kombat three have the animalities? Yeah. Uh, yes, it did. Base okay. MK3 had the animalities. That's why Scorpion's animality is a fucking penguin, because in Base MK3, they gave a scorpion to Shiva. So when Scorpion's introduced into the roster, they're like, well, shit, what do we give him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> a penguin. That's so weird. Um, but oh. yeah, I I definitely played a bunch of those like games in that era. <clears throat> I even, like, we got four for PC. Damn, that was on PC? I, yeah. I did not know that. 
that was one of the one of the first like legit games that I got on PC. I think because I never really had a, a computer that I could play like a lot of games on. I guess same. I, I had I had I had a I only played Doom disc. and Zork and shit like that. I had a disc that had Doom, but I, I think I don't know if it was a demo of Doom or something. I don't it's remember. The share, yeah, every every kid in the '90s played the shareware version of Doom, which was just Episode yeah. One, and they never played the rest of the game. That's the one I had. That's the one yeah. I, I played. So I had a bunch of those kind of games. I remember having like Men in Black, the game on PC, but it, it yeah. never ran well. So I never got past the first like cutscene in that <laughs> game because it just wouldn't run on my computer. Uh, but I got MK4 and played the crap out of that. I don't know how I played that on keyboard. That's insane. But Jesus. I, I played it. Me and my brother played it where we would share the keyboard and I'd have one side of the keyboard. He had the other side of the wow. keyboard. And it kind of worked out because he's left-handed. So he got, to, oh. he played with the arrow keys and had the button, uh, the, the action buttons on the left hand. And then I had the WASD and then the action buttons on the right. So it kind of worked out. Interesting. Kinda. So, uh, so yeah, I played Mortal Kombat 4 and, you know, even though it's not a great game, I had a lot of fun with it. But then after that, like you guys, I didn't really play the PS2 games. Um, I played, it was either Deception or Armageddon. I played at a friend's house a few times. And I remember thinking, like, this doesn't feel like Mortal Kombat. I don't understand the whole, like, the different fighting styles and why do they have all these random weapons. And it just, it didn't feel like Mortal Kombat. So I was like, I was never interested the only mm. thing that I was interested in that era was Shaolin Monks, which I, I rented that. that one. I rented that one and played it. Um, I got stuck at some point, so I never actually got to finish that game. But I've always wanted to have like a version or like a, a new port of that game because that game just it's just so cool. Yeah, I hear people talking so positively about it, and I, I guess they must have did something better than they did in Mythology Sub Zero. That well, actually, I mean, you've seen it, right? I've seen like clips. I don't know like entirely the gameplay because I've seen like traditional combat scenarios in it. Yeah, but I mean, it has a. It, I think it has a, a, a versus mode. I think, but it's mostly a, 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 a what do you call it? Action adventure like game. Yeah, but at a certain perspective. But it's it's yeah. You're basically it's like a beat 'em up, but not really. But it's also, it also has like cutscenes and it's like an interesting story or whatever. The main thing I know really from cool. that is that's where Scorpion got his get the fuck over here. Yeah, get yeah. over here, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so that game is fantastic. I want to I want to hunt down a copy of that and play it again. I'd even like to play um, Mythologies again, even though I know it's not great. But what about Special Forces? <laughs> wasn't that one's the worst of the bunch? Because I've seen clips yeah. of that too, and it's like top down, like uh urban strike style and it, it didn't look that great what nice. was the one what was the game where like well su- like we're basically you're going through the story mode of sub-zero that angry beauty game nerd like referenced mythology yeah 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 that that game like i i only i never played that game but i watched angry video game nerd play it once and yeah i, I was laughing the entire time because i'm like wow that is some hot garbage that like is the, like some stinking heart garbage the right concept there. <laughs> of it is cool because it's a side scroller that occasionally goes into traditional mk like rounds where you get to explore you know sub-zero and you actually get to kill scorpion you find out how he killed scorpion and stuff and it's like them trying to explore the fact that the lore is so rich that they can do adventure games with it and obviously Mm. they kept experimenting with it till they went with like conquest mode in armageddon 
or Deception, yeah. I mean, and then full out did like the story modes in the Netherworld games. I know I said that wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say Netherworld every time. But yeah, it just was a bad first experiment. And also the PlayStation version was the one that had the really cheesy, probably makes Mortal Kombat Conquest looks high budget um, <laughs> uh, cutscenes. Oh, the FMVs? Yeah. No, not even <laughs> FMVs. They had cutscenes with live actors. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, when you say oh. FMV, I think like CGI, like Resident Evil 2, and not like live oh, actors. Oh, I thought like FMV meant like... Uh... It does. But oh, okay. I when I when I hear FMV, I think like computer-generated, like Parasite Eve, or, you know... Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, I think the, fact, the thing about the Sub-Zero Mythologies game is that they try to put the 2D fighting mechanics into a 2D side-scroller, and it yeah. just get really janky. It's just, it moves horribly. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, I didn't, back to my, I guess, my journey, I didn't play much of the PS2 era um, stuff. And I said PS2 because that was, that was my my lane of I choices. Mean, I, I mean, it's fair to call it the PS2 era because um, that was the most prominent system it was on. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I, I remember hearing and reading reviews for Mortal Kombat versus DC. And I remember hearing that, oh, it's a it's a different take. And it's like, I think that was still, that was the first one where they went back to 2D. I think. Yeah. Like exactly yeah. how 9 is, like 2.5D. Yeah, but, but it was like, you know, they couldn't really get bloody with it because of the DC license or whatever. So I remember hearing people saying it's good, but they wish it was better. And then, you know, MK9 came out, and I remember seeing the reviews were so good, so I just got that. And like everybody else, I just kind of got hooked because it was just such a good game. Like both as a, in the mechanics, the graphics, the storytelling, the the fact that they were the they did the integrating story into fighting games the best. Because before that, it was all just like you know, you do this roster, you do you pick this character, you go through this whole thing, and then you get like a a splash screen with like text or something like that i have like, some beef really... uh with the way the nine does it that i might get onto either this episode or in a future episode but part of me kind of likes the old school just you get a card that describes nah, the story because I... like i'm not 100 in love with the way they they retold the first three games in nine um i have a lot of things that irritate me about that but you're but... not i'm not like for example i'm not gonna play as uh i'm not gonna play as Jax or kena so i don't want to have to like go through their whole the whole game as them just to get their side of the story well that's how they get you to play the game is you play the game as every goddamn character so you can get them. i don't want to i'm <laughs> never gonna play a striker i'm just gonna tell you that i'm never playing a striker that's just how uh, it's gonna be yeah like and for example i'm never gonna josh i'm never gonna play a scorpion because why the fuck not <laughs> because 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 you he's play the hero Scorpion of the franchise and, now, didn't you notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also has a t- yeah. But Josh, by my previous role that I said earlier, he has a teleport. If you uh-huh. have a teleport, I I will not play you. I don't play Raiden. I don't play Shang Sun. I don't he doesn't play. Have a teleport. He doesn't have a teleport. He doesn't have a teleport. Yeah, he does. He like he 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 goes from one side to the other, right? Or well, something maybe like new, that. New, maybe new Shang Tsung does. I don't ever call him having one. But also, but also, like I don't even like that's the thing. Like I have like a fifty fifty relationship with Cabal. He doesn't have a teleport, but technically he does because he has super speed. I so treat that like annoying character. Yeah, like like he like I treat that like a teleport. But yeah, if you have a teleport, 
I don't play you just because like I'm not I'm not a fan of those. Um, oh man, I'm a fan of it. Ever since like Street Fighter Two with Dulcine, where I was like I had to figure out how to do the teleport. Wait, there's, the there's teleporting in Street Fighter Two? There's yeah. not teleporting. Who? Dulcine. Dulcine. In Street Fighter Two, well, well, he yeah, technically yes, he does, but not too many people use that because you're way too vulnerable. But I guess technically yes, he does have it. So, he but does he's like the. Interesting. He has he he's like the only character that has that though. That's one thing I did want to bring up too is like playing MK versus Street Fighter because I had a copy of Street Fighter Two as a kid and I never like appreciated it till later on. But I definitely don't remember Dalsim. Then again, I've been playing because that was the first that's the first fighting game I ever got was Street Fighter Two on Sega. You know who and... I played as a Street Fighter Two? Anybody you can mash the fucking Y button. So it's pretty much Chun Li, Blanca, and E Honda. That's all I play just so I could do that. <laughs> no, I was I was definitely. I was definitely a Ryu Ken guy, but I also liked playing as uh, Chun Li and uh, Vega because mm. I like I it, it got to the point where like I played the game so much that I wanted to find I guess different people like people who had like weird like difficult things to do. And with Vega, it was like he climbs on the wall, getting he climbs on the wall, and then he it, not only that he climbs on the wall, but he can jump onto you, grab you, and do like a suplex thing. Yeah, I was and, like, and, I, like I, I was always a Guile fan because, like, as a kid, I dreamed that, like, you know what? Wow, he can do like a backflip and then still kick you on the backflip. I want to do that one day. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, like, hey, Liu Kang did it. Liu Kang did it, and his dude with that, um, uh, with that Brazilian capoeira guy, and in, in, uh, like in the movie, he freaking just did a backflip and then kicked him with both feet. And I'm just like, hey, he did a flash kick. He totally he did that. What? He didn't do a backflip. You talking? Also, that wasn't a capoeira guy. <laughs> you're talking about when he fights uh, the first guy in, in the in the first fight in the first movie. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. The and dreads. Same, like he doesn't do a backflip. He just like he's like oh yeah, walking no, no, backwards because he he's like well, advancing so fast and he just jumps up and plants his feet in his chest. Then who did he do it to? Because I know for a fact in the '95 movie, Liu Kang did a backflip. He did not do a backflip. And he used no, he both. Does, he, feet. Does ba- he does do a backflip. He does like. He jumps no. up and he plants both his feet in the dude's chest and collapses. No, Sub Zero. Sub Zero does a backflip when they fight. When he fights with Sub Zero, yes, he does. Yeah. The, oh yeah, it's Sub Zero that he does it. that too. Okay, so so it's not so it's not that guy. And there so was I no my... Capoeira guy at all in the first. Yeah, movie. it was not a Capoeira guy. <laughs> I thought that... like like I thought a style. I thought a style was no. Capoeira. They fought with like sticks and then yeah. <laughs> they just kick. <laughs> that but would hey, be cool if there was a Capoeira guy in fucking Mortal Kombat, like especially in the movie. But no, it didn't happen. Well, that just shows how much I know about my martial arts styles in that movie. I don't <laughs> know I t- jack like, shit I... about martial arts styles, but I do got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to movies, Josh, yes, you do. Way better than mine, apparently. Yes, we'll get on to that. I always have a like. I have a very clear memory after seeing the first Mortal Kombat movie of Reptile transforming into, well, Reptile and Shao Kahn saying, Reptile. To the point where actually when I went back and watched it in video, my memory was a little off because I remember the camera angle being different in my memory. But like for the most part, I do have a pretty good photogenic and photo recording audio, whatever, memory of movies. And I don't know why. It's my talent. It's, it's my arcana. <laughs> it's your secret ability. Yes. It's Ar- your power. It's my backpack. It's my uh, four down B. <laughs> four your four down, down B. Four B yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're up, up, down, down, left, right, B, I start. Yep. <laughs> Did anybody do the, in M- Ultimate MK3, there was that code that got you the Galaga-type game? 
Oh yeah, I, don't I think know if I might. Have I remember that, but I never versions. did it. I love that they just fucking put that in there because, like, I guess John Tobias and Ed Boon just like you know are appreciators of old old school games, and they're just like, fuck it, here's Pong, fuck it, here's Galaga. I love that. Oh, and I also Which, love that you can. Um, I think when you end when you finish the game of Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, it had that like that reel where it showed every fatality and babality and brutality and all that stuff oh really i don't remember that like I it forget, literally I... just shows you like a playthrough of all the finishers yeah it basically did everything for every character and oh I think, wait now i think i do remember that yeah it it took like 10 minutes <laughs> for yeah. to finish it because every remember... character has three fatalities and then they got a friendship i don't even know why you need to play through the babalities because they're all the same but you know it was yeah. It was the uh, fatalities, stage fatalities, oh, yeah, uh, fatalities. babalities, animalities, friendships, and then the brutalities. <clears throat> brutalities. And that was the, I. I would play the game over and over again just so I could see the brutalities because I could never do it. So I was like, let me at least see what it looks like. Yeah, that was before we had YouTube, so we could like just look on them all. Yeah. I will, I will say, though, like, the way you can do, like, these babalities and vitalities now is way easier. Because I remember in Mortal Kombat 1, if you managed to pull off a fatality, that was, like, a legit skill at that point. Because you have, like, a window of, like, two seconds yeah. to input that command in order to do it. And some of those things, like, you had to be in the right position at the right time to do it. And, like, depending on which one you're doing... Um, it was ridiculous. I, I always remember there was a one one brief period of time where I managed to master Sub Zero ripping out someone's head with their spine hanging out. Yeah. Um, and I used to think like, okay, what is Johnny's? Is Johnny's gonna be something cool like where like he like nut punches you so hard that you blow up or something? Okay. No, he just like uppercuts your head off, and it's I'm just like, cool. oh well, that's kind of. I mean... Well, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cool, but it's also kind of lame compared to everybody else's fatality. Scorpion takes off his mask and sets you on fire and turns you into a skeleton. Like, how cool is that? That's, like, that's, that's great fatality. I mean, that's what I didn't like about Liu Kang in MK1. He just does a cartwheel and then punches you. Yeah, I think part of the reason of that is they wanted to make him an honorable character. Like, he doesn't need to kill you. Because yeah. he even has that fatality in 2. Even though he also gets the other fatality where he bites you in goddamn half. His fucking dragon. Sure. Wait, which one is the one <laughs> where he drops a... Arcade cup. <laughs> arcade machine. Yeah. Is that Luke yeah, yeah, or yeah. Nightwolf? I can't remember, but it's in three. Yeah, but it's yeah, but that that one's fun when they drop the arcade on oh, you. That's where I'm like, okay. Three is when they just went fun. like, let's just be silly. And oh, I kind of yeah. like the only thing I didn't like about three is that the fatalities they got lazy and like in, in like two, if you rip off someone's upper torso, you throw it on the ground, the legs collapse and like yeah. it's realistic and three they just do like it looks like fucking dress up like flash anime they just like the torso falls down and stay the legs stay upright and it looks like someone just cut and paste and then like five femurs and five skulls like, i was about to say out. like which one was the one where someone does an uppercut and then like three rib cages <laughs> yeah like at any time someone blows up like more body parts than should exist <laughs> come out and I hated that about three, but I also love how they got so goofy with it too. The one that always freaked me out, and I don't know why, it's irrational. I think it was Cyrax or Sector, where they they just started uh, like they started dropping a bunch of bombs, and then the whole world blew up. For some I reason, I was going to reference that as one of the goofy ones that disturbed you. I don't know why, but that always like I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, what?" Probably the one that disturbed me the most is when like uh like whenever I was playing Kano and Three Ultimate and you 
if you learn his animality, he turns into a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, he turns into he turns into a giant tarantula. Tarantula. And, oh God, I remember that. I hated that yeah. one. I and, hated yeah, it. yeah, and that and that one I hated because like it's Ooh. not the fact that you're just a tarantula, but he crawls up on you and then Ooh. bites you, Ooh. and just the way Ugh. that the the way the animation like sucks in on your body, like on like on your character's body, is just cringe. Oh, I just man. got like, creepy crawlies thinking, oh, all over God. my body. Yeah, that's Fuck why I didn't, I didn't do animalities. I was like, oh. yeah. Kano would turn <laughs> into a tarantula too. That seems True. fitting. Australia, yeah. Um, oh, I never thought about that. I was just thinking, just like it seems fitting for his character, but he is Australian. What, like Josh, question: What did Johnny turn into? Because I never actually. Well, I don't did remember because he Cage wasn't in Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. He didn't get added till trilogy, and yeah. I literally don't remember. Everyone had one in trilogy. I don't remember what he turns into. Honestly, I'd have to go look it up. Um, I can look it up right now if you want. <laughs> I'll look it up. I have it right here. But <laughs> okay, I will say the one thing I forgot to to mention was that I didn't play Mortal Kombat in. Uh, in arcades much the first time i did was <laughs> i was in uh a cup not a cup uh kmart actually it was both it was like Damn, it was like kmart, one it was one big it was one big building that had half of it was kmart and half of it was cup foods and in the middle i don't even know was, cup foods cup foods is like just a, a grocery store local grocery store old, yeah. yeah like my um, iga but they had but a kiosk they had like in the middle there was like a little like kind of a buffer zone and there was like a little arcade hole in the wall oh like, where they got the, yeah, the the fucking shit to entertain the kids yeah it had like rampage and it had like this vid, this cruising uh, usa yeah like that and then on the other side of it they had mortal Kombat, and i remember we were there and i was just hanging out and then i think my my older cousin was there like and he was we were talking he said hey how are you doing and he's like you want to play a game yeah sure let's play mortal Kombat." and we started playing mortal Kombat. it was the first time i played it on arcade cabinet and I remember just having so much fun with it. And I played as Johnny Cage and I did the nut punch for the first time. And my my cousin freaked out. I was like, oh my God. Did you just do that to me? I was like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't play much of them on, on arcades. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, most of the games that I played on arcade were like Street Fighter or Tekken or like uh, Streets of Rage or whatever the one, the, the beat em up. Like, I played those kind of games. I never really saw any Mortal Kombats there. I don't know why. Like any of the any of the arcade, uh, like I said, mine mine was three. I played a little bit of one of the pizza shop, like I said, but like three was when I like started getting old enough to like go unattended into arcade, uh, you know, arcades and just like yeah. hang out. Uh, and so I never played like two to the point there where we went to that one barcade one time like a few years ago and they had two up there. Like I was like I never seen two. In an arcade cabinet, and it was just kind of cool seeing like the the digitized actors in a little more detail than I was used to seeing them on like the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was the only one that I I, I only played it like once or twice in the arcade. So playing it at the arcade was like, oh man, this is this is yeah. weird because I'm not, I'm also not it is weird. I'm, I'm also not a person who plays like with a fighting stick. Really? Yeah, like I'm more of a console uh, fighting gamer. So well, for fighting games, like I don't understand. I can't get used to using the joystick. Like, I have to have a D-pad. Oh, by the way, to, to answer your question, Johnny Cage was a kangaroo in Trilogy. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What the hell are you talking about? Animality. Oh, literally, his, his animality was a kangaroo? Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Everybody was Hey, weird, we like... ran out of all animals. Everyone else got the cool ones. Let's just do a kangaroo. Baraka was a vulture. Cyrax is a shark. Ermac is a frog. 
Jade is a cat. Jax is a lion. Cabal is a skeletal rhinoceros. Yeah, skeletal specifically. That's weird. Kitana is a rabbit. Kung Lao is a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, none of these make sense. The only one that makes sense is Liu Kang is a dragon. That's the only one that makes sense. Oh, no. Dragon's Night, not even Night, Wolf, Night Wolf was a wolf. No shit. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, like, and, like, and Scorpion was a scorpion. No, no, no. I just said, Scorpion is a penguin. Scorpion was a penguin. <laughs> because when they Shiva... did Mortal Kombat 3, the ninjas weren't in it. So Shiva ended up becoming a scorpion. So when they added Scorpion, it was already taken. <laughs> he did become a scorpion for a fatality in MK4. The only one that, the other one that makes sense, actually, is Sub-Zero. He turns into a polar bear. Polar bear, yeah. Honestly, I could see Kung Lao turning into a cheetah. That somehow makes sense to me. Striker is a T-Rex. That, that makes, makes sense that makes, to me. That makes sense to me. So. <laughs> you know what else makes, makes sense? Shang Tsung is a cobra. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see sense. that. He's a fucking snake. Sneaky Why snake. is smoke... Cyborg smoke, cyborg smoke is a, a bull, but human smoke is a porcupine. What the fuck? None of these make sense, well, man. Human smoke didn't get added till later, too, so I don't know. I guess there's. I like Ultimate Mortal Kombat three because it's pretty much just a party game at that point. Yeah, I'm like I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the animality where Melina turns into a butterfly. That because that yeah, makes well, sense. Well, hey, hey, what's Melina's uh, animality? In I want 3? you guys to take a guess. Uh, she's probably a piranha. Jay. Uh. So I'm gonna. So for her, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say she's a praying mantis. Wrong. Mm. She's a skunk. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. I like, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. Ooh, Raiden makes sense too. Guess. Uh, Raiden electric becoming eel? a trilogy. So uh, electric eel. Jay says yep. I'll say. Uh, anteater. I know someone turns into an anteater. Jay's right. Electric eel. Uh, that makes ant, sense. Anteater. Someone turns into one. It might be Air Mac or Noob Saibat. Nope. I don't... Oh, yeah. Noob Saibat. Noob Saibat, for some reason, turns into an anteater. None makes of these sense. make sense, dude. They run out of animals who are badass, dude. They just gotta fucking come up with something. That's what they should bring back. I'm so glad they brought back Friendships. No. Finally. No. For Netherworld yeah, games. For, no. Yeah, uh, I, love, I love Friendships. I friendships uh, are the, the best. The only thing I don't like about the new Friendships is they seem to be missing the point. Because... Like, Scorpions is cute. He throws a spear and brings in a teddy bear and hugs it. But all the friendships seem to be a little self-centered. The whole point is you're supposed to be extending your friendship to the other person, right? But all the friendships we, like, are like them doing stuff for themselves. They don't include just the other re- person. Just remember that the first friendship that has ever been actually uh, completed on any live-action movie is the 95 movie. Johnny Cage left his autograph. That's yes, the friendship after movie. killing him. <laughs> yes. That's the only one. <laughs> but... Yes, yeah. which is why Johnny like that. That's why I love friendships. I'm like, cool. I wouldn't be so self. Hey, I just disemboweled you and blew up your head. Uh, you're my biggest fan, man. I remember the room exploded when we saw the the the, the signature, the autograph fall the, down. Yeah, I, remember, I was like, we were like, oh my god, this is that amazing. was a pretty hype moment. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? I'm I'm done with my journey, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we're all just, like, shooting the shit now. Uh, I will bring yeah, up, like... I'm, I'm pretty much done with my journey. The movies, how we saw, like, the first movie. Like, you you saw it at home with some friends. Uh, I remember seeing it because I was, like, hyped for it. My mom took me and my best friend in high school to go see it. Or, I'm sorry, grade school, middle school, whatever fucking year it was. Also, I remember is my mom... 
took us to go see it, and she fell asleep through it uh, before liking uh, Christopher Lambert and his scratchy voice, and really liking Kerry Tagawa and just like his whole like you know slimy, you know, snaky Everything acting. about that dude is cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it, it mirrors, like, her taking my sister to see Star Wars back in the 70s, mm. where she took her to see it, and she loved the cantina scene, and then she fell asleep through all the space battle stuff, and then she takes me and my friend to go see Mortal Kombat and likes two of the actors, and then falls asleep through all the fights to the point where it makes me think like Mortal Kombat is my generation's Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it, it is, it is as important to me as it probably is for some Gen Xer, um, thinking about Leia and Darth Vader and all I'll that. Fuck that. I'm, I'm Raiden and Scorpion and all that's my, I'm, I'm be honest with you. Like Luke Kang is my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he is Luke Skywalker. Um, and John and Johnny and Johnny Cage is my Han Solo. Yeah, and Scorpion is my Boba Fett. I guess. I don't know. Would he be Boba Fett? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really have a good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, uh, no, Josh. Si- no, Josh. Cyrex would be your Boba Fett. That's true, since he was inspired by Boba Fett. It's <laughs> true. I guess. Yeah, but no, I, 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 even though I didn't see one, the first one in theater, I saw the second one. And yeah, I remember when you were like, "LOL." Two, see, that's the minutes, one I didn't see in theaters. Two, three minutes late because I was so hyped after seeing the first one. I was like, "Man, I got to see the second one." Right. And then I remember getting there like maybe a couple minutes late, and the first thing I see on screen when we when we walked down the aisle was uh, uh, Shao Kahn's Shao Kahn's face like filling the screen, and I was confused. I was like, "Oh wow, that's sh- that looks different than what we saw at the end of the first movie. <laughs> it doesn't look great." Let's, let's let's go through it, and I remember going getting out of that and be like, man, that was, I don't know what that was, but at the same time I was like, I still love that movie. I can still watch it whenever I know it's. I watch it right it's now. If you drop it, if you drop down right now and say, hey, let's watch Annihilation, I'll jump with you, even though it is a horrible movie. It's a it is a, it is very much like, a horrible. I hate movie. I hate the phrase so bad it's good. Like I really hate it just as much as like you and me both hate you seeing the phrase turn your brain off. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation really is one of those, like, so bad it's good because it's, it's, it's actually bad. both of those. <laughs> and when you think of, like, how they were planning on the sequel to be, like, this really fucking epic, like, they had hor- they had people riding on horseback. It was supposed to be this big epic thing, and they were going to yeah. have Quan Chi show up at the end, and it was going to be, like, Mortal Kombat 1 times 10. But the fucking, I don't know what happened. It's still lovable. It is so lovable. More than Street Fighter, where we tried to watch that and Annihilation that one time. Mm. And I had to apologize for recommending Street Fighter, because it's not that good a movie. And neither is Annihilation, but I literally... It's so watchable. I can I watch why. I can watch Annihilation anytime. I cannot watch Probably because it feels like literally a fan fiction Mortal Kombat story that a fourth grader would come up with. <laughs> yeah. Like, the most like wholeheartedly it's like this is a childhood fantasy mortal Kombat movie i'm okay see 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 what's actually kind of sad you've seen i'm the opposite i could watch street fighter the live action movie anytime annihilation i need to be like i need i need some mental prepness for that movie but i can still enjoy it but there's so many like points in the street fighter movie that just are boring yeah 
Uh, see, that's the thing. You say, like, you say it's boring. I personally think that Balrog and Honda as, like, the newscast crew with Chung Lee is delightful, and because I kind of love like it. There's, like, points. There's, like, isolated points in that movie that stand on their own, and they're like, this is hilarious. Like, the, you know, everything of Zan- Zangief. To the point where, and when, DJ, like, yeah. I was, like, buying that movie so we could do our movie night with it, I watched isolated parts and be like, <laughs> this is a delightful, adventurous movie. But then when you watch it from beginning to end, I'm like, oh, wow, this fucking sucks. Like, anything with like with Ryu and Ken are boring. And that they shouldn't be the case. Suck. They sh- that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, and, like, and I agree with that. Like, they are boring. But anything with Raul Julia as Bison is gold. Well, yeah. Like, it is... A- it's absolute gold, all of it. So the best way to watch the movie is YouTube clips that just yeah. show the parts of Raul Julia. <laughs> whereas, whereas with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I can go through that whole movie and enjoy all of it. Yeah, beginning despite to how end. Despite how bad of it is. Despite how bad it is. I could just watch the whole thing and there's always something happening and there's always something hilarious going on. Right? Yeah. To, to give that movie credit, at least like the fight choreography, while way more wild than the first movie, is still decent. It's it's more over the top, but the action choreography, I will just say, is good. In Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's way more over the top, but it's still... It's There's some really stupid ones, like when... There's stupid Luke, when, shit When, when, when uh, Raiden fights the three reptiles. Oh, oh, yeah, all the fucking cartwheels. Oh, my God. Just nothing but cartwheels. They don't even try to hide that in a stunt double. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. But I will say, the most interesting fact that I found out in the last, like, ten years is that... Tony Jaa stunt doubled for Luke, uh, for Robin Shaw in Annihilation. Wow, yeah, I, I remember you telling me that. I forget that. Like, why does Robin Shaw need a fucking stunt double, but it, he doesn't do flips and shit? Yeah, because it, it, it's it's a weird comparison, but also kind of makes sense. It's kind of like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was an amazing fighter, and he was a, a amazing like athlete, but he wasn't an acrobat. Right. So he he, he didn't. There's different skills. It's different skills, and he didn't really do that, so he had a stunt guy to do all the big jumps and flips. And I think that's probably why you don't see that many like flips from Robin Shaw in the first MK movie, because he doesn't really do that. Mm. I think they wanted to up the ante, so then they got the stunt guy to do the flips for him in the second one. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my assumption. I don't really know for sure, but that's what I no, think. No, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. I guess that's a podcast. That's a podcast. We're we about did, an hour and 15 podcast. minutes in. Yeah, we did a thing. We, we, we shitballed on on our childhood, and uh, <laughs> I may have like skipped some stuff. Uh, like, And Josh, you cursed more than anybody else ever in a podcast. No. Yeah, not ever not. anybody else in a podcast, but any more than you two. More than us, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's not a problem at all. But he's definitely not we the worst. Not. In, in the whole <laughs> podcast <laughs> sphere? No. Um, but yeah, uh, next episode uh, we're planning to do, we're going to talk about our anticipation for the new movie. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we want to see, what we thought of the trailer, like all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll just basically rant for about an hour about <laughs> that movie. And then I'm amped, and then I, which I can't wait for. And then the third episode is going to be our review of the Mortal Kombat movie. And we're going to, uh, the 2021 movie. And we're going to try to get it out within a week of the movie coming out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that is our that is our podcast. And until next time, we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Combat time.
Combat time. Combat time. Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Combat Time Podcast. You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!